Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over some Blackhawks news and some NHL news. There really isn't too much going on in the league right now. Football is starting back up, so it's pretty much all football right now. Camps are going to be starting back up in a couple weeks for NHL, and we can't wait. So, Matt, we last week we did a our first line all-time Blackhawks and you know we had so much fun with it. We're going to do line 2 today. So, Matt, why don't you give us your line 2 all-time Blackhawks, okay? Sounds good. Uh, well, first, I'm going to start with the center. I'm going to go with uh, JR. He was the uh, last Blackhawk to get 50 goals, so I like him there. I got Kaner, and I got Savvy on the wings. I know Savvy is an also a center, but I know I've seen him on the wing a lot, too. Uh, I got Siebes and Chelly, two number sevens on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got Tonio between the pipes. Cool, man. Um, I got Bondra at left wing, Makita at center, and Hosa at right wing. Um, got a lot of offense there, man, and some, some defense there, and some nastiness, too. Um, I got Keith and Chelly uh, for defensemen, and I got Belfour behind, uh, in between the pipes. So, okay, we did a little swap in, in between the pipes. And, right. Uh, hey, that's the second week in a row we got two of the same defensemen. Chelly yeah, this week and Hammer week one. Can you imagine if those two guys were together? Hammer Chelly and, and Chelly. Chelly and Hammer. If if Hammer played in that era, I think we would have got over the hump. Really? I think so. You know what, man? So here's the thing, though, is I've always kind of looked at Chelly as uh, somewhat as a defense. Uh, you know, he was so good. Uh, defensively, but he was good offensively as well. I don't know how to really describe him, man. Do you, yeah, they don't make him like that anymore. Yeah, they yeah. don't. He was he was the full package. Um, yeah. You know, I don't even know how to describe him. Just well, an all around. Do you know what Jr. calls him? Huh? He calls him the Michael Jordan of hockey. <laughs> With the work ethic, he is yeah. the. It's the same. I, I listen to. Uh, an interview with JR and he said the best teammate he's ever had was Chelly. The hardest working guy he's ever seen was Chelly. And he said the dude used to, you know, go on the exercise bike before the games in the sauna. He'd, he'd pull it in the sauna. He was just a machine. And he, he said he used to, uh, he'd be tough on you. He'd be tough on his teammates. He wanted to be like Jordan. He wanted the same goal. He wanted to win. And, he kind of wanted to do it his way, and if you weren't doing it his way, he's going to let you know. But a lot of a lot of great players have said he's been their favorite teammate. I know, uh, I think Chell or uh, I'm sorry, Jr. Obviously, and uh, Eddie Belfour said he was a great teammate. I think Savvy said uh, even Tony Amani. It's so it, I, I, he's one of the best in Hawks history. As much as I can't stand him, I'm bitter about you know him leaving. <laughs> And going to the rival, but uh, that that was tough for a kid. You know, you get a Chelly jersey with the captain, and he goes to the enemy, and it's like, oh, I hate this guy. Let's burn that jersey. You know, but <laughs> yeah, he, but he is the total package, dude. One of the best defensemen ever. Um, you know, I I actually have a story to tell. Not that I was there in person, just from what I've heard. But when he went to. It was the end of his career, and he was playing on the Wolves. You know, he he had just got on the team and I think he made it for one practice and he played one game and the boys were, uh, they were going out for dinner and, you know, for a few beers 
and Shelly was, um, he went up to, he went up to one of the guys and he was like, Hey, is it, you know, is, is it cool if I, is it cool if I come? And the guy was like, he's like, I was absolutely starstruck because <laughs> it's like, I'm talking to Chris Chelios and he's asking me if he could come to the, to the, bar, you know, go out to go out to eat and then to the bar afterwards. And he's like, we were going to invite him, but at the same time, it's like, you know, does this guy really want to hang out with us? You know, yeah, yeah. you know, who, who are we, you know, but he said that he came in, he came out. He has, you know, he talked with everybody. Uh, he still sends him text messages from time to time and, um, you know, checks in with him to see, you know, how he's doing. And he goes, dude, the guy was, we, it was something that they weren't expecting. And it really goes to show what kind of a person that he was, what kind of a teammate that he was, and that he was extremely humble, you know, and, and um, you know, th th that kind of stuff, man, it always rubs me the right way that... A guy, I mean, he's a he's an, a Hall of Famer, dude. Like, and he was a stud, and he easily could have been like, oh, I'm not going out there with those freaking yeah, exactly. jokes. I, I, I'm going to go out myself in a private room, type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, it, like I said, like everybody's has always said he's been like the ultimate teammate, you know. And I even remember as a kid, my dad would, you know, drop me off at the United Center. He'd he'd kind of take a while to get in. And I'd go watch warm-ups. And do you know what he used to do? He used to dump all the pucks at the blue line and just fire them at Eddie's glove. And yeah. I'd watch be like, wow, I mean, why aren't they all doing this? And I guess Belfour felt comfortable, you know, with Chelly shooting at him. Like, he's like, I want it done this way. And Chelly obviously said, hey, all right, we're going to get you ready to go. And I, I always watch that stuff. And I'm like, oh, so what are the other guys doing? You know, they're they're stretching around and <laughs> skating back and forth. And they're like, all right. But I, that's just the captain he was. You know, he's like, hey, we got it. The, our goalie wants it this way. And he plays his best this way. This is the way we're going to do it. You know, I have I actually have a picture of him doing that. Oh it really? Was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was. He had all the pucks there, like right, right about the blue line. Just and um, yeah, glove yeah, side. It, it was during. Uh, what was that, man? That was during. Uh, they were playing the Flames, Calgary Flames. I got some pictures of Joe and Noendike and and Theo Fleury oh, there. Theo God, Fleury was one of team. my favorite players, man. Yeah, what a team! Hey, Theo had a Blackhawk run. He did. Yeah, he had a Blackhawk run. Uh, yeah, two thousand one, I think. Yeah, didn't go yeah, that he great, was, uh, but hey, he's he, a legend. Yeah, he is, man. He is. He was, um, if, you know, it's kind of funny, man. You know, the Blackhawks were always my team, but some of my favorite players were on other teams. I don't know why. Like, say, for instance, like, number one, I, I like, I absolutely hated the Red Wings, man. I hated them with a passion. But, I know dude, Sergey Fedorov, yeah. <laughs> man, was by far one of my favorite players, dude. He was just so freaking good. Do you remember he scored five? In one yeah, game. that was like a huge thing. Yeah, that was a big deal at the time. I remember that. I think uh, Jamnoff did that too. Really? When he was with the Jets? Yeah. You know, like like Fedorov, it, it didn't look like he was skating really hard, but he was skating really fast. And um, you know, like say you would see Bure, and it's like, man, this dude is. Fast yeah, zero man. to sixty in one second. Yeah, yeah. You know, Omani. You know, he, it just looked like he was. You know, he got the legs going. Uh, that's because of the hair and the wind. Yeah, and, yeah. Like they were fast, man. Yeah. But Fedorov, dude, it seemed like he just had these really long, powerful strides, 
and uh, and he would just go in and out of people, man. Incredible. Um, obviously, you know, one of my favorite players. Who, who do you think would win in a race now? Prime Fedorov or McDavid? Prime. Mm. The thing so, is, so oh well, we should we should probably take that back. And now here's the thing: is Fedorov getting the nutrition and the you know the facilities that Mc, that McDavid gets? You know, because this dude, his nutrition is dialed in. You know, he's um, true, true, but he doesn't drink very much. You know, like his like his body, like he's dedicated to playing the best that he can, playing hockey. Back in Fedorov's days. You know, the guys weren't doing that. You know, they were taking the off-season off. It was, drinking, it was weights, weight training. Gaining weight, yeah, they were you know, hitting weights. You know, they weren't doing the calisthenics, the yoga type of stuff that these dudes are, are doing nowadays so that they can, you know, make themselves faster. If Fedorov was doing that stuff, Beret was doing that stuff, I would have to say, I would have to tilt the, 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 the scale in their favor, man. Because even if they were playing in today's league, they would have no problem fitting in speed-wise. Well, the thing is, you can give... I think McDavid with the puck would be faster than those guys. Sure. It's just incredible. Maybe. In, if, like, if you race Tony Amani without the puck, and I think if Connor had the puck, like puck handling while he's going full speed, he would still beat Amani. That's how extremely talented he is. Yeah, he's fast, man. Amani was really fast with the puck, though, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Connor can go full speed with the puck. And sure. he could turn, stop, turn around, reload, go again. Like, what he right. did to, what was that, the Rangers? He pretty much was toying with oh, those guys. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, he skated Didn't in, he, he go goes, into? The, didn't like he it. go into the zone and then come back out he, and he then came back, back in out again? And he, he changed, like, the flow of everything. And he's like, okay, these guys are coasting and I'm turning it on. And he went right through everybody. Matt, is is that the time where he was kind of at the blue line and he and he noticed that they were kind of coasting and then he just cut in really really fast yep. and and practically went through three guys. He did that yes to the Rangers and I believe he did it to the Maple Leafs too. Okay. I'm pretty sure he I, well he went through the whole team, the the whole Ranger team. Yeah. McDavid went through uh Morgan Riley on the one play against the Leafs and he just absolutely made him look so stupid like he broke ankles that's something dude because morgan riley's really good he's a good defenseman he's a good player he's one of the best players on that team and he just made him look like a you know like a call-up like a, a kid from the hl just <laughs> hey kid go out there mcdavid's facing you like it that's what he looked like but yeah i i think Fedorov, yeah man he was he was unbelievable to watch it just sucked that he was on you know our rivals team you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to it's hard to cheer for a guy like that. But it like in another sense, Stevie Y, as I got older and watched all of his footage, all of his like I watched him play a series against Vancouver with one knee, like his one knee yeah. was just shot. Yeah, and he was still out there blocking shots, scoring goals. And and he willed him to that cup. Dude, they all like jumped on him after that they're like dude this is all you your heart won this cup and i really that guy is one of my favorites you know scotty bowman told him one time because um i don't know if a lot of people know this but stevie y was a very offensive minded guy when he came into the league 
but he was really bad defensively. And and Bowman told him, he's like, you know what? Yeah, sure, you could score 60, 70 goals a season in this league because you're really good, but you'll be a difference maker if you play both sides of the ice. And dude, not only did did he take that to heart, man, he became one of the best two-way players oh, in God. the game while also putting up 50 to 60 goals a year. It's unreal. He, he blocks shots and... You know, you, you skill guys don't—they're not known for that. You're not going to see Patrick Kane dive in front of a slap shot from Chris Pronger. <laughs> right? He did it, and then he—and then he finished the series. I, I think that's the year they—they um, they beat Gretzky in the Blues, and they went. The next round was Vancouver, and that was a tough series for him. He was getting knocked around, and they knew it. They knew he was hurt, and they were exposing yeah. him. But he, dude, he was still just going out there, and then he. he you could see him on the bench, like his eyes were squinted, you know, like in pain, like he's fighting it off. And I just remember Bill Clement and Gary Thorne are like, God, this guy's a stud. You know, this guy's a beauty. And I, I was happy for him when they won, dude. That, that team was stacked. Like they had Channing, yeah, Federoff, all those guys. And But still, when your captain's doing that, everybody's going to follow the leader. And that's why he's one of my favorite players, too. They had like five captains on that team. <laughs> yeah, very easily. And but the the main one was Stevie Y. And yeah, man, he was know, the leader of the leaders. Very hated guy in Chicago, probably not because he's you know it's just because he's so damn good. That's I think he why. was. I think he was kind of like I would put him in the kind of the same realm as Sackick, man, as being kind of oh, even yeah. though that he's on like that that bad team that we hate. He's a um, clutch captain. Clutch. That he, guy he's just, came up just big. a, a, a well-rounded liked guy. You I know? think they're a little different, but you know they're very a lot of similarities. They both wore nineteen. Both captains. Both played on the same team their whole career. Same franchise. Whatever. And I just think Stevie Y had more grit in him. You know he yeah. he you know he would do the little things. Sack did him too, but you know you don't see him. You know jumping in front of shots and stuff. He just came up big all the time, Sackick. He did. When they needed a goal, it was Sackick or Forsberg, no, no matter what. And yeah. he, he was a very good captain. And you know what? You see a lot of Taves in both of them. You know, yeah. both another 19, you know, Canadian boys and just natural leaders. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it, Taves doesn't have the numbers of those two, but I would definitely put him in the same conversation as With leadership. Skip, the leadership yeah. that that he had, man. You know, um, you know, it's it's so. I remember when when we're about when we won that first cup. I was like, man, I cannot believe we have this leadership group that we have. You know, I can't believe you know the guys oh. that we have on this team. There's a uh, somebody made a comment on. I think it was on Instagram this week that they said that there was a two-year period where Taves was the best player in the league, uh, quietly the best player in the league because um, of game-winning goals that he had, um, the leadership, and essentially leading his team to multiple championships before Crosby did. Because, you know, Taves had three... Taves had more hardware than Crosby did, you know, say, before Crosby won that second cup. Uh, Crosby was winning, you know, yeah, sure, he'd win the Hart Trophy, but he was going home early. And uh, and Taves was winning the hardware that that everybody wants, you know. Did Crosby ever win a Selkie? I think he really turned his game around defensively, too. 
Shit. He did big yeah. time. I would probably say maybe halfway through his career, maybe a couple. He became more yeah. of a um, uh, playing playing that 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 side of the ice a lot tougher. Because do you remember when the Blackhawks? I think it was back in 2015. The Blackhawks were playing the Penguins in that outdoor game, that snowball. And um, do you remember that, Matt? Yeah, was that at Soldier Field? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's when the Hawks dominated him. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, five I think I think he had a I think Taves had a hat trick, completely shut down Crosby, and um, the Hawks won that game. If the Blackhawks, a lot of people were like, man, then when crazy if the Blackhawks could have played the Penguins in the. I'd love in, to see that in, in oh, the man. finals, and I was like, dude, I think that the Penguins would have gotten completely dominated in the um, in in the finals. It almost happened a couple times. Like yeah. you'd you'd look back in 2009, we played the Red Wings. They they you know shut us down, and and the team waiting was Pittsburgh. They were in the final, and then uh, there was a couple years after, like. I think the fly even yeah 2010 the Flyers, I want to say they, they were just like the miracle team. They they came back from a three nothing. Uh, they were losing three nothing to I believe Boston. They won and then Pittsburgh they lost to or they beat Pittsburgh and it just never happened. But oh god, can you imagine the start? The NHL was really rooting for that one with oh yeah. my god viewership and Crosby Taves. Uh, Malkin, Kane, Kane, Keith, Latang, yeah, Flurry, Crawford, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Oh man, that would have Hosa. You know, you got Hosa over there. You got they had all, so many stars to play for both teams, and God, that would have been such a cool final. Before we go any further, I got to let you guys know if I, I can't believe it, but can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that it's over. NFL is here on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with a game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you got. Now, you have to download and use code SHYTOMAHAWK to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SHYTOMAHAWK only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem is is available for problem gambling call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boothill casino resort kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario cdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply now Bio, the bio camp with Bedard and Connor McDavid. I wanted to talk about that, man. Um, you know, Bedard is, you know, getting compared to McDavid, and I don't think that it's fair. It's not fair because McDavid is a 27 year old man uh, dominating the NHL right now, and Bedard is, you know, just turned 18 a few weeks ago and hasn't even played a year in, in the NHL yet. Yeah, I, I think that th we're, we're really excited to see, to get him going. 
to see how he does. But I don't think it's fair to make that comparison yet. I saw some footage of Dreisaitl, uh trying to hook up Bedard for a couple shots. It was pretty cool. Um, but from what I heard, they said that Bedard was fit right in uh, out there with the NHL guys. Did you uh, catch any of the bio, bio still camp or, or any of the highlights? Yeah, I did see. I actually saw a lot of Bedard talking very highly of McDavid, saying, like, this guy's been really cool and, you know, giving me some pointers and telling me to, you know, enjoy everything and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be awesome in this league and just really encouraging, you know. And uh, it's almost not like a passing of the torch type of thing, but like, hey, kid, I know you're you're gunning for me type of thing. And uh, kind of like how Gretzky and, you know, Gordie Howe kind of had a relationship, like really good player. He's, st- he, you know, he's, but like right now it's like, hey, I'm still the man, but I'm aware you're in my rear view window, window type of thing. And yeah, and I did see some, uh, some, <laughs> Some keep away from Bedard on some of these guys. Like he, the guy was just dancing out there. The kid was he just dancing around, guys turning around. Nope, I don't like this way. I'm going to turn around, and go this way. Just nice passes and the kid's shot. It's going to be elite, dude. He's got an elite shot. And uh, dude, if I still think this this kid could easily put thirty in this year, no problem with that. I'm shot. calling at least a point per game. I think 80, at a minimum, 82 points. 82 points. Yeah. 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 I think that he's going to be uh, making, making the other guys better. Maybe Taylor Radish scores 30 this year. You know, I think Taylor because, Hall's going to have a monster year. Yeah. I think he is too, because Bedard seems to, um, I think that Bedard, a lot of guys try to fit into the game. Bedard is one of those guys that looks to make the game his where like you mentioned he he's going in somewhere and he doesn't like the way things look he's going to turn back around and and yep. and change things up uh, that's going to throw a lot of guys off because it's like hey we just came in off of the rush you know i'm supposed to be here i'm supposed to be you know guarding this guy now he's he's going to the other side onto the weaker side or or what have you yeah you, you can know? change you get yeah it's, it's called like regrouping you can sure. you know you turn around and you could change like the flow of everything and you can like change the lanes up a little bit. And there's only a couple guys in the league that can read it. Like obviously McDavid can, like we talked about with the Rangers. He didn't he like just it. changes things, man. Yeah. You know, McDavid. And I think Bedard has that quality too. He's got that good puck possession game and having that elite shots huge too. But do you remember in the world juniors, he had that goal where he pretty much went through the whole team too and just made the goalie look silly. But right. he, that was another type of thing like, hey, I don't like this way. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to use my speed, my eyes, and my skating ability. And that's what he did. And I th- I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. And a lot of people are going to be doing backflips off their chairs at the United Center. Is that the one where he he shot the puck? It I think it went off of a pad, went back to someone else on, on Canada. They passed it right back to him. And then he, he circled around kind of a little bit and then just kind of dashed in. and Dashed and, in and, on the backhand, yep. Made right. the goalie look silly, yeah. I think it was the medal game, too. And it's like, oh, my gosh. That kid is so good. I mean, he's so young, too. He had, the kid had a fishbowl on, you know. they Everybody else had the visor. He's got the full fishbowl cage on. And so, it's dude, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, Taylor Hall said some stuff this week, too, about he wants to, like, kind of show him to enjoy this time like as as a young kid coming in the league 
you know, I, Taylor Hall said he put a lot of pressure on himself and he looks back and he's like, I never, I didn't have fun doing it. And, uh, he, he's gonna, I guess, try to get Connor to, you know, hey, take this in kid, have fun with it. You're, you're in the pros now and you're, you, we know you're good, but don't forget to have fun in the end. And that's what Taylor Hall was saying. I, he, you know, how can you have fun in Edmonton anyway? The poor yeah. kid was, you know, he was a high draft pick and, they just, uh, they never could get the team together. It took how many first-round picks to get it going? I think McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, they, God, Yakupov. They, well, they had Hall. And I would have kept had, Taylor Hall, dude, honestly. if I, yeah. it, Taylor Hall with freaking McDavid? Come on. I think he left right before McDavid came, didn't he? I think he was with McDavid one season, and maybe they moved him to Jersey. And then, dude, he had a monster year after that. Yeah, four years after. I think. He had an MVP season, a Hart Trophy winner. Yeah. So hopefully he can get back to that with Connor Bedard. I think that would be awesome because Taylor Hall's got a lot of skill. I don't Speed. think he's ever been on a line with a guy like Bedard, though. So this he could be a real sleeper, dude. Yeah, yeah, he can. A lot of people are calling the Hawks to be dirt, uh, you know, trash this year. I think they're going to be middle of the road, man. You know, I don't think that they're going to be, you know, contending, but I, they're not going to be like, I mean, look at them last year. They were designed to lose and they were still the third worst team, you know? They were designed to be the worst team in the league and they and they were still able to be the third worst, you, never you know? You know, dude. You never know. Yeah. Like, I mean, St. Louis could have a really crappy year. Uh, Soros could go down in the central. Then they're you know, done. Dallas is going to be good, obviously. You know the Avs are going to be good. I, the Jets, they're not that special anymore, man. And if they move Hellebuck, like, I think that third spot in the central is up for grabs. You know, yeah. I think it's Dallas right now. Dallas and uh, Colorado's div- uh, division to, to take, you know. And you never know. Connor can put this team on his back and couple guys can get hot a goalie who's ever who's ever in net this year he could be having he can be a stud and you know the rebuild could be like oh shit the rebuild's over you know it's like we're we're, we're here now so yeah. you, you just never know man it's crazy you know bedard also mentioned that he was you know he's been working hard this offseason trying to get his body ready and you know what man that's exactly what you want to hear because I would probably say one of the toughest things that he's going to face this year is the schedule. Is that 82-game grind of uh, the first NHL season, I think, is going to be a grind for him. And the the fact that he's getting his body ready and and not essentially, you know, I mean, you could always work on skills, but he has a lot of those skills, you know. I, I think that the grind of the NHL season is going to be tough on him this year, that first one at least. Maybe even the first two years, man, of that 82-game yeah. season is going to be hard on him, uh, him getting used to it. So um, really excited. Can't wait to see what else he's got for us, you know, but it's going to be a really good season. Uh, I would say probably we just have something to be excited for, you know. Oh, yeah. He's the pretty much the main reason why. A lot of those fans that maybe said, "Hey, I'm not going to watch until this rebuild's over," and they're they're going to come back. You know, they're going to be more into the Hawks. And sure, you know, I'm I'm excited for a lot of I, Kevin Korchinski. I hope he makes the team. Uh, full yeah. year Lucas Reichel would be yeah. fun because you know he showed some elite elite stuff last year. I thought, and I'm curious to see who's going to be between the pipes. Is it going to be Slaughterbloom or is it going to be? You know, are we going to stick with our, you know, two older guys? But I, I, there's a lot of lot of questions that I'm I'm waiting to get answered. But 
Connor is the number one reason. Yes. So moving on to NHL news, something I wanted to talk about. Uh, Matt, he brought up uh, he brought up a, a really interesting a really interesting something. What did you What did you find this on social so, media? Yeah, I found this on Twitter, and it was uh, the question was, "Who's the best player to never win the Hart Trophy?" Nicholas Lindstrom, Mike Bossy, Marcel Dion, Steve Eiserman, Marty Brodeur, Ray Bork, Jerome Aginla, and Pavel Bure. Wow. And I think I picked Stevie Y. Just because, yeah. you know, he, like we talked about, the guy was the ultimate leader. Got a lot of cups. Uh, not sure if he got a Richard trophy. I can guarantee you he was up for some Selkie trophies and later in his career because, like you said, he really was way better two-way in, later in his career. And I just just love the guy man i i, I think he I, i'm not sure if he was ever nominated for a hard trophy but it's, it's just crazy this whole list is crazy that not like even marty Brodeur, the dude used to play 75 games out of 82 a year and you're, you're telling me he can't win one heart having like 40 something wins it's crazy yeah. it's just it's hard for a goalie to win a heart and i know it's really hard for a defenseman to win a heart unless you know they're like top three in points you know but like when for Nicholas Lindstrom, he the guy was just winning Norris trophies every year. I mean, they right. should change the name to the Lindstrom Trophy. That's how good he was. Yeah. And you know, Pavel Bure was another stud. Surprised he didn't get one. And I think what did you say, Jerome Ginla was your pick? Yeah, I, I mean, considering what he meant to Calgary, if there was no Jerome Ginla, I mean, Calgary wouldn't be who they were during that time. Yeah, we had some good battles with him. Was that like uh, 2009? Didn't we face them in the first round? Oh, no, it was 2010, right? Oh, uh, I don't remember. No, yeah, shoot, it was 2009. Our, it was our first year back in the playoffs since 2001. I think we faced the Flames first round. And I just remember all the freaking the, the Pierre Maguires. Oh, we're picking Calgary in five. These Hawks are so inexperienced. Blah, blah, blah. And the Hawks beat him in six. <laughs> okay. And Jerome McGillan was, you know, he was kind of, I don't know, I, I, I hate to say it, but dude, he, in the interviews and kind of in the game, he kind of acted like a bitch a lot. Because Mike Keenan was the coach. Uh. And he'd be like, oh, well, Bowen ran into Kippersoff. Blah, 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 and then Havlat scored an easy goal. Remember Havlat scored that first right. minute in the overtime goal, that, that third line that we had? Yeah. It was Havlat, Ladd, Bowen. Those guys were – that was the MVP line of the year. You know, <laughs> it was just so good. And I just remember, again, like just, you know, just being – just playing like – I don't know, man. He, he, he played different. I just, I just did not like him. I just could not stand him. And you know who another guy I couldn't stand? Mike Camilleri. Remember him? Oh, wow. That yeah. little 5'8 bastard <laughs> elf looking, throwing cheap shots, throwing elbows. And then I just remember Christopher Stieg buried a beautiful goal right over the shoulder of Kippersoff. He does the Hollywood Hogan pose where he's oh, right. flexing. And, and, and yeah. uh, what's his name? Mike Camilleri's right there. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, Steve Eiserman, if he went down, man, he had like five other guys who could step up, you know? Yeah. With yeah. Dromo Gillen, he, he didn't have that. Yeah, he had, no, he, uh, what, Ludwig or Conroy? <laughs> he, <laughs> didn't, he had Alex Tangay. 
that, that's another guy I haven't heard in a while. Alex Tangay. Another another abs reject, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go with uh, Gilna on that one, man. Even though I, I love CBY. Yeah, it sucks for Ray Bork and, you know, Lindstrom and even Marty Berger. They don't give hearts to goalies or defensemen that much, so... And Mike, Mike Bossy, dude, he was a freaking 50-goal scorer almost every season he played. The guy was a machine. Yeah, he was. So, Matt, we've got two lineups here from the NHL Network. Which lineup are you taking, Team USA or Team Canada? For Team Canada, we have Mitch Marner at left wing, Connor McDavid at center, Nathan McKinnon at right wing, <laughs> Devin Taves, D, Kale McCarr, D and Darcy Kemper as the goalie. Yikes. That's Team USA. I'm Team Canada. For Team USA, we've got Jason Robertson at left wing, Austin Matthews at center, Matthew Kachuk at right wing, Quinn Hughes at D, Charlie McAvoy at D, and Connor Hellebuck between the pipes. Which team do you have on that line? Wow. Dude, I, I got Team USA, and here's why. The goaltending, Connor Hellebuck and Team USA, or actually USA, produces better goaltending than Canada. It's been like this, I guess the tide changed maybe when Brodeur retired, I want to say. And I just think USA, like, quick. You know, you see some really good American goalies coming up. Gibson, I think Jake Ottinger is even American goalie. Uh, and for the forwards, you, you got to look at it like, okay, Jason Robertson versus Mitch Marner. Robertson's going to get 40. How, how many goals is Marner going to score? Maybe 30? I don't know. 30? Matthews is going to get 50, probably 60. do 40. McDavid's a playmaker, but I think on that line, McDav- or, yeah, McDavid is the shooter. Yeah. And Nathan McKinnon, he could score goals, but he's not going to put up numbers like McDavid. And then you got Matthew He's good Kachuk. for about 106, 110. Yeah, but he's not going to score like Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews is the best scorer in the league. He, he'll, yeah. He's going he's, he's gonna to get 60, 50, easy. So I just look at the numbers right here. Those guys, you got almost three playmakers on that line. You don't have a sniper. And yeah, then, that's true. Then you got Matthew Kachuk, who could do everything. Yeah. Like, that guy will get in your face. He'll score. He'll pass, and he'll put up 40 goals if he wants to. And he'll to. look to line somebody up, too. I just think if you if you look at this now, the potential, Robertson is a 40-goal guy. Kachuk, I think, is a 40-goal guy. That's 80 goals He's right there. He's a 50-goal guy. Yeah, he could be. And then you got Austin Matthews. He could put 60 in alone. These guys over here, I'm sorry, man. I just don't see the goals coming. I, I see the, the assists, no problem. Yeah, but who's going to shoot? You know, on that, it's, is it going to be McKinnon or McDavid? I, you know, Mitch ain't going to shoot. Yeah. Uh, and as for the D, you know, obviously. No, you're right. 40 goals for Kachuk. You're right. Yeah, 40 goals. Kale McCarr, I thought he had 50 last year. Kale McCarr is the best defenseman probably in the world right now. Probably all around him and him and Victor Hedman. Uh, is yeah. the tie turning in that, man? Because I've looked at he- as Hedman as the best defenseman in the league for you know quite a while. I think Do you think the tide is turning to Kale McCarr? Oh yeah. I I mean I I love Victor Hedman. I, I just I just don't like the people that are saying Adam Fox is better than both of them because he's not. No. He, he just hasn't done it yet. And the I think the Americans 
defense is evenly matched, maybe a little leaning over to Canada because of Kale McCarr. Yeah. Quinn Hughes ain't bad. He's a good player. He's gotten better defensively as the yeah. years have gone on, too, because he was primarily an offensive defenseman, but his defensive play has gotten way better over, I would probably say, the past two years. Charlie McAvoy, he's a good good defenseman for Boston. They had a really good year last year. He was a big part of it. Uh, but as for the goaltending, oh, this is like asking if I want a pro or a beer leaguer. Connor, <laughs> Connor Hellebuck, yeah, I'll take him... 10 times out of 10, if you ask me. I am not going to take a Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper struck gold by being on one of the best, most focused Stanley Cup winning teams with the Avalanche. McKinnon was so focused to win that cup after that interview. (laughs) That that guy was not losing. You could have threw me in that and I'm winning you the cup too. I can't believe that that's their best goaltending guy they're starting goalie. I can't but believe But you know what, man? You might have just answered the, the debate here because Nathan McKinnon... Okay, Nathan McKinnon, out of everybody here, Nathan McKinnon and Matthew Kachuk have that I am going to win mentality, that attitude, that X, the X factor. You know? Who is bigger, though? McKinnon has won a cup, and Kachuk came close last year, but he had a really big injury, and he couldn't finish out that series. Dude, it's crazy. And then, like, the, here's another thing: we don't know the rest of the lineups. There's sure. a Brady Kachuk in for Team yeah. USA, <laughs> and even the goaltending for USA. Do we got Jake yeah. Ottinger? If it's not working out with Hellebuck, there's Jake Ottinger in that. I mean, there, there's even Jonathan Quick. He's older, but he's still pretty good. Yeah, it, it's just nuts, dude. And then, and then to top it off, you don't even have Patrick Kane on that lineup. There was yeah. a there was a lineup of Team USA. Kaner wasn't even on there. You had Dylan Larkin. You had Alex DeBrincat. I just think USA, man, we are Canada produces great players, but Team USA is right there, dude. US the Americans are yeah. producing a lot of good players. This is the closest it's been in in a really long time, man, yeah. between the USA and Canada. 2010, it, it was, was... In 2010, man, Canada goal. could have fielded three teams. It was one goal that determined the gold. It was the golden yeah. goal for Sid. And, you know, Ryan Miller was great. He was... <laughs> I think he was the best goalie in the league. Yeah, he, he was. I think Lalongo took the net from Brodeur. And, but with Jonathan Quick, we had Tim Thomas. We had so many good American... We're producing really good goalies. I still think... The Russians are producing the best. Obviously, you got Vasilevsky, Sorokin, and Shisterkin, and your whatever offs, you know, pre- <laughs> from, from Herb Brooks, whoever the heck we're playing with an OF after their name. But <laughs> the, the Russians still have the best goaltending prospects, but I think the Americans are right there at number two. Canada probably has, the, like, the worst. You know, there's some better Swedes than Canada. Yeah, it's, it's just. I was going to say the Europeans are are are, are putting out some pretty good uh, goaltenders. It's sad, as well. dude. Like you don't see a dominant Canadian goalie anymore. It's crazy because back in the day, what was it? Cujo, Belfour, Potvin, yeah. Wah, Brodeur. Like you could keep going. Grant Fuhr. Like it just never stopped. And yeah. then we had Mike Richter, Mike Richter, Mike Richter, <laughs> John Van Beesbrook, and that was it. <laughs> no, but it's it's like flipped, man. It's it's crazy because yeah. I, I was I'm obsessed with goaltending history, and 
it was just Mike Richter, dude. Every World Cup game, every Olympic game, it was Mike Richter until he retired. And then it was like, oh, my God, who do we have in net for us? You know, there was nobody. Right. Well, everybody, let us know what you think between these two teams. I'm curious what what people think, man. Uh, Thank you for listening. Remember, use our code CHITOMAHAWK at uh, DraftKings. And use our code CHITOMAHAWK at Liquid IV because you got to stay hydrated. Uh, This is the Tomahawk, and we'll catch you on the next one. Take it easy, everybody. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.